How did Elite Sports New York come about? That and the New York football quarterback situation heading into 2018. Let's go. Tisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Defend Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! But it's Mount Vancouver! The Rangers are headed to the studios of WFA and just kidding from an apartment in the metropolitan area this is Sabo Radio part of Elite Sports Radio I am your host Rob Sabo Robbie Sabo whatever you want to call me is good Sabo it's good with me Um, on the first episode of the podcast we'll cover two different topics one how did Elite Sports New York become a thing. How did it come about? And two, the New York football Giants and Jets quarterback situations heading into 2018, which it's, uh, as a Jets fan, you simply cannot believe the position that they found themselves in, but a little more on that later. First, Elite Sports New York, ESNY. I don't have a sports media background. Even though it's in my blood, grew up New York area, I, you know, you, only diehard New York sports fans can understand it, yet they can't explain it. And the posers are spotted a mile away, you know, and it, it just, it's tough to take. I don't have a New York, I don't have a sports media background. Business is my background, business administration. 35 years old, born in 82. So that was 11 when Stefan Mateau did his thing, as you heard in the opening. Watched Wayne Corbett with the Jets. Mattingly's first home run, only home run in the playoffs, AL wild card. Gary Thorne, I mean, come on. Gary Thorne. Mets UPN, Channel 9. Uh, most importantly, NHL on ESPN. Unreal. That's the era I grew up in. And although I have a business background and I've worked sales, marketing jobs, since I graduated college, Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes University, this came about sort of as an accident. A friend, I, a friend mentioned I should write. 
and I don't consider myself a writer. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I write about, I forget what the topic was. I think it was uh, Denver, Denver Carolina Super Bowl. And uh, wrote about Peyton Manning. I forget what it was. Submitted it. From there, started writing for different sites. Prior to that, it came about thanks to Madden Football, the video game. Growing up, I was a big sports gamer. NHL 94, uh, Madden, Tony La Russa Baseball, EA Sports, anything of that nature. I was on it. A lot in that era, in the 90s, could relate, I'm sure. Tecmo Super Bowl. You kidding me, Bo Jackson? Couldn't be stopped. Barry Sanders couldn't be stopped. They're running shoot with the Falcons, Houston, Detroit. Forget about it. So, didn't I, I didn't really, you know, continue playing Madden all that much as an adult. I lived with a girlfriend of mine for a couple years. And to get away from her, I would go in the other room and play. And for the first time in my life, I actually joined one of those online leagues where you join and you communicate on a forum, on a website with other people, and you schedule the games. And I became a commissioner, got used to the back end of the website, and that's how I started to learn how to create websites. So that, with the writing, one thing led to another in creating a New York site for diehard fans, not for the casual fan who, you know, needs that dash of entertainment, not for the everyday common man, for like the barstool guys who do a tremendous job. It's a diehard platform that's very rare these days, especially regionally. And that's what we're trying to do at EliteSportsNY.com, ESNY for short. So, Business background, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with writing. I try. Just my knowledge gets me by. And uh, it just morphed the last three years. We've been around since March of 2015. Uh, writing, columns, Peter Schwartz from CBS Radio, formerly of WFAN. He has his own podcast. We do videos, film room, Mike Vivallo. On the scene with Mike Vivallo, he goes around different New York uh, big events, interviews big stars, J.J. Watt, Jose Altuve at the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year event was one of his last. You know, so we do a lot of different things. But the main focus is diehard sports. And that's pretty much how we came about. We're still independent. And we'll still continue to do diehard New York sports content. And hopefully that's the platform where the diehard fan could go, where he feels, he or she feels left out. You know, from the team blogs that trickle down from a national platform, who hire folks who really don't understand the team they're writing about. That's our goal. And... For two and a half years now, we're we're bringing in more uh, column savvy people, beat writer people, and 
gaining access to more teams. Right now we have full credentials, home and practice for the New York Giants, NYCFC, which we haven't done for a little bit, but them too, uh, the Knicks on a partial basis, Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. So more will come, that's for sure. And speaking of that, this podcast is coming. So now that we're done with that, the introduction, where the hell we came from, we could get onto the good stuff. Jets, Giants, quarterback. I'm a Jets fan, in all disclosure. I'm a miserable Joe Benigno, oh the pain Jets fan. 1998, Rex Ryan, 09, 10, working off of Mikey T and Eric Mangini's teams. Those are the high points of my Jets fandom. Quarterback, you need a quarterback to win in this league, there's no doubt. And the Vikings, Eagles, and Jags are doing a good job and trying to prove us otherwise. But to really win consistently and win win a chip, win a Super Bowl, you need a quarterback. Heading into this offseason, if you're a Jets fan, and only if you're a Jets fan, can you understand the aggravation you have right now, seeing yourself in the number six pick. For once, they were going to tank. Even though I didn't buy it, I picked them to win six games before the season. They they had more talent and improved talent compared to last year. But considering the overall narrative from the media, they were going to tank. They were a sure-fired number one or number two pick. And they were going to land Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Now, here come the freaking Giants. Out of nowhere, the Giants. Super Bowls, championships, around for nearly 100 years, the Big Brothers. We've had to play in Giants Stadium, walk underneath that big blue sign on Sundays. The Giants come out of nowhere. Their defense falls apart. Defense with talent that could rank number one in the league. Falls apart, swoops in, gets the number two pick. It's one thing to slide to number six, and it looked like it was going to be outside the top ten for a while there. It's another thing to see the Giants, who have Eli Manning, who have gone through this wonderful run with Eli, two Super Bowls, swoop in and grab the number two pick. Are you kidding me? That's the life of a Jets fan. Luckily... The QB class may be deep enough to withstand it, but still, that's the Jets. That's the Jet fans' perspective right now. How in the hell does this always happen? The Giants, the good franchises, always find a way to stink at the right time. And they're not even attempting to. For instance, 2003, Eli Manning. They get the number four pick. They weren't going to get Eli. It took Eli, it took Archie, to say no to the Chargers to make it happen. Sean Merriweather and company and Ernie Accorsi, he bet everything on Eli and he was right. But we're off topic. What will happen from here on out until the draft? What's going to happen with the quarterbacks? The Giants hired Dave Gettleman. Rumors have it Patricia 
both Patricia and McDaniels turn down the job because of Gettleman. They don't want to work with Gettleman. Nothing's official in terms of that rumor, but those are the leaks coming out of uh, of the league right now. So they go with Pat Shermer, offensive coordinator of the Vikings. Been around forever, 52 years old. Michigan native. Odds are, and it looks like from all indications, Gettleman's going to keep Eli. That doesn't mean they don't draft a quarterback at the number two spot. It may be too good to pass up. Josh Rosen may be that good. Same, same thing with Darnold. We don't know what Cleveland's going to do with that number one pick. So, Giants, whether or not they take the quarterback, pretty much doesn't matter because Eli's going to be the quarterback starting in 2018. All indications seem to point that way with Gettleman. Will they take a lineman? Will they take McGlinchey? Will they take, uh, I don't know, Orlando Brown, who shouldn't be drafted that high? Will they trade back and draft Orlando Brown? I don't know, but it looks like Eli's going to be the guy. Whether or not they take that young right arm with the number two pick, you're only guessing at this point. The Jets in number six, it's way more interesting. Kirk Cousins is a free agent. This is a guy who is a good quarterback, there's no doubt. But he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, close to $30 million a year. No thank you. It's a salary cap league. I don't care if the Jets have $80 million to spend. Just because you have the money to spend doesn't mean you should waste any of it. It's about value. And Cousins, if you sign him, you have no wiggle room. He is your guy no matter what. You have no wiggle room. He is the face of the franchise. He is your franchise guy. The cap... I mean, there's ways to back to backload the contract, but still, you will feel the hurt of that cap, no matter how much money you have to spend. The only guys I would literally give that money to are Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Carson Wentz. Probably those four. That's it. I am saying no thank you to Kirk Cousins. Other free agents, um, I don't know. There's not much else the Jets can do in, in terms of free agency. If you're Mike McCagnin, you've already missed on Petty fourth round, Hackenberg second round. I don't think you could wait anymore. You've got to get that guy. So if you get that guy in the number six hole, everyone sees progress. Everyone could take a deep breath and go, okay, he's finally got his guy. Let's see if the team could develop and come together as a whole. Who is that guy? Baker Mayfield? Josh Allen? Is it possible Darnold or Rosen slip? I doubt it. But the Browns have two picks before the Jets. The Broncos pick right before the Jets, too. And you know John Elway. He loves those strong arms. You could see Josh Allen... The guy with the best arm in the draft going to Denver in number five. Uh, Baker Mayfield seems like the logical choice at number six. Where do you come in on it? Do you like Josh Allen? Do you like, do you like Baker Mayfield? 
two completely different tr- contrasting quarterbacks. Mayfield is the Johnny Manziel spread offense little guy who passes the leadership quality test. He's hyper. He's a rah-rah type guy. And he's been on national TV with a lot of exposure. His stats are loaded. But again, when was the last time a Big Ten quarterback, loaded stats or not, coming out of the spread offense, succeeded in the NFL? Can you think of one? Troy Aikman was a long time ago. That was not the spread offense. You know, he went to UCLA too, transferring. Manziel busted. Obviously, it was a lot for um, his fun off the field, but he didn't do anything on the field either. The spread guy out of the Big Ten is a risky, risky pick. At the same time, Josh Allen, Wyoming, less competition, and the knock on him is his inaccuracy. And at this level, when scouting a quarterback, accuracy is the most important attribute. It's not even close. The question is, how bad is his inaccuracy? Hackenberg faced the same issues, and Mike McCagney loved Hackenberg. But it seems, after watching tape of Allen, that his accuracy issues are nearly not as bad as Hackenberg's, not even close. So while his knock is accuracy, it may not measure up the same as a Hackenberg or a guy outside the top 10. Look at Carson Wentz. Look at the stats between... Comparing Wentz and Josh Allen. Both are from the Northwest. Both played lesser competition. In fact, Wentz is a, is a notch below where he came from, North Dakota State. Yet, the stats are very similar. The body types are very similar. Great throwing on the run. Cannon for an arm. Very athletic. Josh Allen's actually sneaky athletic. So the prototype... You know, 6'5", I think Josh Allen is. The prototype leans towards Allen. There's no question about it. And we've seen Wentz's success this year. That's probably going to really confirm Allen's status as a top 10 guy for sure. Probably a top 5. I don't see Elway passing him up. Elway just loves those strong-armed guys. But comparing that against Mayfield, that's going to be the key... Uh, narrative from here on out until the draft. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Which guy will the Jets go with? Will they have a choice? It seems like of the top four quarterbacks, the Jets will absolutely have a choice. Not a choice. They will absolutely have one of them. With the number one pick, say Cleveland takes Darnold. Say the Giants take Josh Rosen. The Browns have another pick in there. They're not going to take a second quarterback. At least, logic dictates they won't. They are the Cleveland Browns, so anything's possible. And actually, I've heard some people say they should, which is actually completely ridiculous. But, Darnold, Rosen, 
Elway at five with the other Josh and Allen. The Colts at three will not take a quarterback unless something crazy happens with Andrew Luck. The Jets are going to have that fourth guy in Baker Mayfield. Or if Denver takes Mayfield, Jets are going to have Allen. It's a matter of preference right now. And I think, gun to my head, I'm leaning towards Josh Allen. I don't dismiss Mayfield, but it is true. The shorter quarterbacks do not make it. And it's not about uh, hating short guys. It's about finding those lanes to throw from. Breeze is a shorter guy. What New Orleans does with the interior of their line is flies so under the radar. What they do to create passing lanes for Breeze is remarkable. Sean Payton, it's, it's actually uh, it's remarkable what they do to create lanes for the shorter Breeze. Russell Wilson, another short guy. Is he a pure pocket passer? He gets by from the pocket, and yes, you could probably call him a pure pocket passer, but he does his damage on the move. He does his damage with his legs. Make no mistake about that. Aside from those two guys, who else under six foot has really blossomed in the NFL? Doug Flutie sure didn't. He had his moments, but he just didn't. Um, and ba while Baker Mayfield's listed at six foot, there's no way. He, he's 5'10", 5 5'11". 5 at the most. So, with the Giants, think Eli, think possibly Josh Rosen, which the more and more I watch, I think Rosen's going to be the best of these four. Um, Darnold easily could be too, but he has such a long delivery. It's a, it's a, it, Darnold reminds me of Luck more and more when I watch him. So, think Eli, Rosen, Backing up the Giants if they don't go O-line or trade back. The Jets will basically have to choose between Allen and Mayfield. And that's what it'll come down to. Um, two contrasting different styles of quarterback. But they will have their choice. Even though the Giants came out of nowhere, swooped in for that number two pick. The Jets fan can actually be mad scream at the moon, yell at the moon, scream at the stars, but still exhale and understand they'll have somebody there. Mike McCagnan will just have to make the right pick. Catch you next time. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New Thanks for listening to Elite Sports Radio. Stay elite. Right through the very heart of it. New York, New York. I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep. And find...